Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. I'm Blake Morgan, the CEO and president of Opawika Explorations. We're a junior gold explorer in the Abitibi Greenstone Belt and also in the hot area of Newfoundland. Good to see you, Blake. Uh, first time we've met or spoken. Um, looking forward to this one. Another Newfoundland story, um, very popular at the moment. I've, I've, first question. What's Opawika? What's that mean? You know what? That is a good question, and that's one I am yet to find out. So <laughs> I have uh, been asked that recently. Um, you know, the company's been around since 1998, so someone uh, way before my time come up with the name. And to be honest, I have no idea what it means. Fantastic. Let's find <laughs> out and get get back. Um, okay. Well, let's let's start with you then. Okay, because this is a new, this is a fairly new story, right? Um, and I'm kind of kind of reading through it. I'm kind of, a few bits that intrigue me, but I've got to start with you and the team. What's your relevant experience with doing something like this? Have you done it before? Have you run a public company before? Yeah, well, it's a good question. And thanks for having me on board. So I'll, I'll jump back into a little bit of my background. So. My family's been involved in the junior mining sector for about 60 years, and my father uh, worked for Rio Tinto for about 40 years. So that's sort of how I got started in this industry. You know, I knew the right people, and uh, I walked into a job with Rio Tinto, and I spent around five or six years with them, slowly working my craft up. You know, I was a very low-level, lucky-to-get-in-job employee. I slowly worked the ground. I learned about Indigenous communities and, you know, how to pick up a property, from that, I moved over and I worked with BHP. I spent about two, two and a half years with them, and then about two and a half years with uh, Santos Oil and Gas. So about 10 years uh, under my belt with the majors. During that last few years, I had an investment firm. We're putting a lot of money into junior explorers in Canada and Australia. Um, I'm also the president of another company called Origin. Um, so I'm slowly have built up that, you know, running my own company type of craft. But what I have got in the background is many years of experience playing around with the big guys. Now, I'm bringing that concept into Opawika, and we've started to put together quite a very demanding land package, and we're in a really good position to, to go forth. Okay, so what do you mean bring that into play here? Your junior just starting off. What do you mean? Yep. I get the you've worked at majors before. Lots of people can say that, but what, what, what's the thinking? What are you trying to build? It's the, basically, what we're trying to do is I know the concept of what a major is looking for and what they want to buy out, and that's what I'm pushing towards. Now, we have the properties and the assets, if everything goes to plan, to get that sort of buyout. So that's sort of the direction we're going towards. Now, also having 10 years of the majors, we've built up a large amount of um, colleagues. So we can easily access uh, assistance if we need it, capital, and, and build towards a, a large company. Okay, all of the above is dependent on, on what's in the ground you know, going your way. Okay, so let's, maybe we better jump a little bit into the the game plan in terms of how you approach the asset in the ground. You've raised five million, but just slightly over five million bucks uh, in June. Five point two eight million bucks in June. What are you going to do with it? What's, what's the plan? Yeah, so that's good. So I'll touch on what we did with the raise, and then I'll go into the plan. So as you mentioned, we just raised five point three million. Three point five of that was in hard dollars. And, we'll, and the raise was at 40 cents with a half warrant at 60 cents. Now, the flow through was done at 1.8 million we took in, and that was done at 50 cents with a half warrant at 60 cents. So you can see that we're, you know, it was a, it was a very nice raise for our shareholders. It capitalized the company very well. 
Uh, we didn't have to dilute much, and now it's given us a very formidable cash amount to, to go after these assets. Now, the plan is pretty simple. We've got Goldspot going over our AI technology at the moment, so they're going over our data. We already have drill-ready targets. We just want them confirmed using Goldspot. We're in the process of getting our drill contractors in place, and we're looking to drill the bazooka property a minimum of 5,000 metres this year, maybe up to 10,000 metres. That is the plan. Now, we also plan on drilling the Arrowhead property too. So with the cash that we've got, we're going to be drilling our two Quebec assets. We're also going to be working up our Newfoundland assets with a view to drill them next year. We've got everything in place and you're going to start to see some news come out over the next week to a month or so. And it's going to really tell the story of where we're headed this year. Okay. So, okay. You're, you're right. You're, you're, you're in Quebec, which we did a show recently. You know, Quebec companies tend to uh, have a slightly unfair advantage. Newfoundland's very, very popular at moments. In terms of location, you, you've kind of, you've hit, you hit the nail on the head here. But so give me, give me that again. So you're not drilling anytime soon by the sounds of it. You're, you're in planning phase. Is that, is that what you're saying? No, no, we are going to be drilling real soon. So we're hoping to get the drills turning by the end of next month, so the end of November. Realistically, you know, that, that's probably the earliest. I would say it's most likely going to be the first week of December we should be drilling. Um, we have a lot of things in place, but again, you know, we have to wait for the news to come out before I can really touch on a couple of these things. Um, but everything has been lined up perfectly, you know, for that sort of November, December push. We have, you know, drill contractors that we've already organised that will start to put some news out on who they are and what we're doing. Um, and this is the perfect time for us to start to drill. There's plenty of opportunity around for drills in the real Naranda camp. So we've already got that organised. Um, so things are looking really good for that end of December, end of November push. Okay, so you, you okay, you raised five point three. Back to the question, which was, you know, how, how do you kind of break that down? How are you going to spend that? You, you, you talked about okay, we're, we're hard dollars and flow through. from so, what's the allocation of spend? When's it going to last you through to? Because you, you sound you're talking a more ambitious game than say someone you know, talking as an ambitious game as someone who's raised you know, you know, ten or fifteen million. So how do you, how do you break it down? And what's the best use of money like you know, over the next couple of months? Yeah, definitely. So the flow through is getting spent uh, straight on drilling. So we got you know one point eight million that's going to be going into the ground uh, over a small period of time, sort of this year on the bazooka and the arrowhead. Now, in our cash position, we're we're, pri we're quite good for the next you know eighteen months or so. So. You know, 10,000 metres, we're looking to drill. That's only going to set us back around 1.5 million. So Abitibi is very cheap in comparison to the Golden Triangle. You know, the Golden Triangle, we're talking 350, you know, all-in metres, whereas in the Abitibi, we can get it down to 150. So it's a big difference. It's one of the cheapest regions to drill in. Um, so we're going to be able to drill the 10,000 metres on the bazooka, 5,000 metres in the arrowhead, and it's still going to leave us a couple of million dollars in the coffers, you know, to do a bit more groundwork and keep us going until uh, next season, next drill season. Okay, so you, you obviously your expectation is quite high. You see, yeah, that seems like it's quite aggressive. So, so what data did you have for you, you know, raise this money? What, what do you know today before we start drilling? We know a fair bit. Um, you know, I can't touch on too much of it again because we're putting some news out and we've got gold spot. But what we've done is over the last 18 months, we've just, we've gone over the data. Now the properties have a, a lot of data on it. They've got mags, they've got VTEM, they've had groundwork through the whole time. We have some amazing drill results, as you're probably aware of on the Bazooka property. 
So what we've done is we've taken that data and we've started to go over it all. Goldspot has also taken that data and had a look at the re region and they're using the AI technology. That is starting to come back to us now. So over the next week or three, we're going to start to push that news out as we move towards drilling and give people a bit more of an understanding of why we're so excited. Um, it is an aggressive strategy, but we are very confident in our goal. Since, we, since I took over this company, you know, we've gone from having no money, basically, you know, and things have projected quite well. Now we're fully funded. We've got the right team in place. We're ready to go. You know, we've got Goldspot involved and we're very confident in hitting some numbers here. Okay, so you're funded for a 10,000 meter drill program, just to be clear, fully funded means. Um, how, how are you paying Goldspot? I saw a press release about you you're giving away various bits of NSR on specific targets. So is there a cash component to it as well? No, so that was, what that was is Goldspot, you know, they want some skin in the game. They want to be involved with the company and that's a good way to get them involved. So what we did is we gave them a half a percent opportunity to buy on our properties for a million dollars. Um, so we had the Bazooka, the Arrowhead and our Newfoundland properties. We granted them that half a percent. If things go well, a million dollars, they take half a percent of the property. What we like about that is they clearly are excited on the assets. So we've got them involved. They've got a little stake in the ground. Um, we have a contract obviously with them to do the geophysical work and the AI technology. Um, but the, the NSR was a bit of a kicker to get everyone on board and happy. Okay, okay. Well, let's, let's see how that, that, that works out. Can, can we just talk about some of the assets? Because I think you've name dropped a few already in terms of Bazooka and Arrowhead, et cetera. So again, can you tell us what you understand about each of those at, at the moment? Just so I'm, tr I'm trying to get my bearings on all of these moving parts. Certainly. So I'll touch on the Bazooka first. So what we've got, if we've got over seven kilometers of the Cadillac Lada Fog Zone. Now we've only really explored about two kilometers of that. Now in that two kilometer zone, we have a very, very high grade region. When I say high grade, we're looking at, you know, drill results of nearly six meters at 80 grams. Uh, so we've got eight meters at 25 grams, 20 meters at seven grams, a meter at 316 grams, and nearly half a meter at 900 grams. So we have some phenomenal numbers there. What we also have, it's open in every direction except to the east. The only reason it's not open to the east is because Iron Gold owns that property. And they're actually drilling on their high grade area, which they have nearly 1.4 million ounces. Um, and they're drilling at the moment, doing some great stuff. So, you know, that's the only reason we can't move into that. But what we do have is we can go north, south and west, and we can go to depth. We've only drilled down to around 200 metres. We now know that deposits in the area go all the way down to six or 700, but we have some fantastic surface stuff, like I just mentioned. Now, oh, so, so, so let me just be, want to be clear here. So the, the numbers that you've just given us are what your drill results plus, you know, surface sampling or where, where, where do the numbers come from? How old are they? These are, pre, these are, these are previous drill results right. over the last, you know, 10, 15 years. Okay. Um, some of them 2017, 2015. Majority of the good ones were in 2013, so not that old. But they're they're, so they're indicative of what you think you'll find there. But you're going to need to go back in and either twin them or do your own drilling, right? That, that's the plan. Exactly. So we're going to expand on them. So we've gone over that that data. We've got Goldspot looking at it, and now we're coming up with some fantastic drill targets. So what we're going to do is we want to build a resource here and look for a buyout. 
And we're confident we can do that by expanding. So, you know, it's already had 30,000 metres drilled into the property. So it's well on our way to a resource. Now, we're going to do another 10,000 metres this year alone, hoping to continue on. Um, but what also we do have going for us is in the seven kilometres, we've only explored two. Now, we're about to go and explore the other five kilometres of the break. Now, in this region, you normally have no satellite deposits. So I Am Gold next door has four of them. We've only thus that's far found one. We suspect as we go west, we're going to find more of these bazooka-style uh, assets, and hopefully we can join them up and really produce a big asset. Now, just to continue on, we've got Iron Gold on the east. As these satellite deposits go down, then we have Wasimax uh, Monarchs property. So we have a Yamada, sorry. So we have 2.5 million ounces on this side, 1.4 million ounces this side, and we're just starting to find the high-grade stuff on our region. So we're very excited, very excited. Okay, and, and this, it's the same sort of strategy with uh, with Arrowhead, it, it seems, because, you you know, you talk in the presentation about Agnica Eagle Mines being next next door, fully surrounded by them. So the, so is the strategy here just a neurology play, make yourself irritating enough to get bought out, or have you got bigger ambitions than that? Bigger ambitions than that. So I think, you know, we, we're, we already have that closeology play. It's just we're in a great area. What we do have on top of that is a lot of, you know, a lot of ounces and some really high grade stuff. So, you know, we're confident of finding something substantial on both these properties. And it is a similar scenario with the Arrowhead. We're completely surrounded by Agnica Eagle. They pulled something like 800,000 ounces, you know, within two kilometers of our property. We've got four or five mines within a 10 kilometer area. You've got the I Am Gold West Haven mine, Laron mine. You've got Falco all around us. So we, are, we do have the closeology plate, but on top of that, you know, we have high-grade stuff. So the Arrowheads has 90 grams over a metre. Uh, back in the 80s, they pulled around 5,000 short tonnes out at around 20 grams per tonne. So it's proven that there's some really high-grade there, and um, we plan on really proving up a resource there, and, and we're looking for a, you know, a takeover buyout. That's the plan. Right. Okay, that, that's the best bit I was getting getting to, yep. um, Blake, is because high grade means different things to different people in the sense that, you know, for you, it may not be as valuable as the guy next door who's already got a mill and the infrastructure and the balance sheet to, to do something with it. Do you know what I mean? So if this, these are all being set up to be takeout targets, then that's, well, is that the case? You said it. I just want you to confirm it for my next question. Yes, yes. That, that's right. basically what we want. So we're looking to build them up. We're not talking to take out target at 20 million, 30 million. We're talking a very substantial takeout target. So, and you are correct. So you've got um, Yamada's property right next door. You know, for them, they want bulk tonnage as well as high grade. And, you know, if you're sitting there next door with a million ounces, it's very easy for them to pick that up and put it into their mill. Right. But here's, here's the thing with, with companies with that kind of strategy is that they're in danger, having signposted that, they're in danger of then having to wait for the guy next door to pull the trigger, right? You've got to make yep. yourself attractive. And if, they're, if you're surrounded by uh, one player, that's very difficult because no one's going to come in and sort of uh, decide to, you know, I can change the economics here. They're not going to be able to. So in that scenario, there's no competitive tension. So so does that affect the way or which projects you allocate your resources and capital to, capital to first? It does. It does. But the one good thing we've got about uh, in our Abitibi region is we have numerous big players. You know, Yamada's worth a couple of billion. I Am Gold's a couple of billion. Agnico's a couple of billion. And 
we talk, we're talking to every single one of them. So, you know, it's not like we're a one hit basket where, you know, you've just got one guy talking to us. We've had them all talking to us and they're very aware that the rest are. So, you know, we, we are creating that sort of excitement that, you know, if we do have something, you're not the only player coming to chat to us. So we're confident. We're confident in the strategy. Okay. I think that's a really important point that you need to get across, right? Because otherwise you keep raising capital and diluting the current shareholders to move this thing forward and then have to sit around and wait for someone to put a bid in because you're not going to go and raise the, the, the capex required to do it. You're depending on someone else. It fitting their time frame, not not yours, right? So if you think that the competitive tension is something that you can help with, that's good news. Yes, it certainly is. It certainly is. So you know we're we're in the right direction so far. Things have been travelling quite well, and we've come up with strategies to mitigate risk. You know we have forty thousand hectares in Newfoundland as well. So not only are we hitting the bazooka, we've got the arrowhead. Plus, we have the McWaters, also in that same region that we haven't touched on, but then we've got 40,000 hectares in Newfoundland. And obviously, you know what's been going on over there. Basically, things are worth an absolute fortune, and we got lucky, and we got in very early. So I don't know if you want me to just jump into this. I would, I, I, do you know what? I, I would. I, I, like, I like Quebec projects. I really do. I think, I think they're, they're, they're great. And I just wanted you to be, you know, vocalize your strategy for that. Just to be clear, so everyone knows what they'll be getting into bed with, right? But Newfoundland, it's like people have lost their minds on it. There's some fantastic, uh, big, high-grade numbers here, and everyone's leaping in, and every project's the next best thing. So, what have you got? And when do you start trying to interrogate and understand it better? Yeah. So what we just did recently, we just had guys out for a, for a month period and we did some till and sediment sampling. So we did things a bit different. So I'll start from the backstory. We knew what was going on in Newfoundland in 2017, 2018. So we started to make a move back then. Um, it, you know, it wasn't exciting. No one was coming into the region. What we did is we slowly picked up a couple of beautiful assets uh, on the Valentine Fault. So we've got about eight kilometres on that fault system. Marathon Gold um, has the Valentine Gold deposit on there, which has got about three and a half million ounces or five. It's, it's huge anyway. So, you know, we, we started to look at that. Uh, we look at the Abitibi region, which is very similar. Um, and then we started to make a move. So we picked up a few assets. So these assets do have visible gold on surface on some of the quartz veining, which is quite common, to be honest, in Newfoundland. Um, and what we've done is we had guys out for a month, and instead of just driving the roads, which most people do, and taking your samples off the road, we did some helicopter flying. So we actually flew out to some regions, and we hand-picked areas that we wanted to look at. That's gone extremely well. We're waiting for assays to come back, but it's going to start to give us a bit of a story of what's happening over there. So... We're going to start to build up these assets with a view to look to drill them next year. Okay, that, that's really good. Because I, I speak to a few people in the Newfoundland and there's some fantastic drilling going on there for sure. And it's very complex structures. Um, and there's also a lot of companies picking up a lot of moose pasture, in the words of some of these locals. Um, you know, so it's, it's good to see you actually moving ahead and trying to understand what you've got there. And you've already, you know, I guess, you know, looked at some of this, this surface sampling stuff. Um, but no real money is being spent there yet. You're trying to, trying to get excited, but get the market excited about what's going on in Quebec first. That's 
focus. That is, because Quebec's going to be our focus for drilling this year. And then we, we need Goldspot to do and do their technology over in, in Newfoundland. Obviously, Goldspot are the guys that found the keep zone for Newfound Gold. Yeah, um, They think they was with Canterra. So they're finding some really good deposits over there. So while we focus and hit this really high-grade stuff in Quebec, Goldspot will do their job over in Newfoundland, and then we can start to have a look at those properties next year. So, you know, this year is full of drilling in Quebec. Next year will be both. Beautiful. Blake, look, um, nice little story. Um, love to see this evolve and, and, and progress. Stay in touch with us. Uh, let us know how you get on. If, uh, and perhaps once the drilling starts, uh, we can start, well, Mind you, the assay results are taking forever these days, aren't they? Is that, I think that's going to be a problem. They are, they are. But you know, I'll pay for a rush. I just, I, you know, I, I can't wait three, four months like some of these other companies. We need to, we need to do something about it, and uh, hopefully, we can. Nice, good man. Lovely to meet you. We'll uh, speak to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Matt. And uh, just, just a quick recap. Um, you know, just to go over what we did. So we're going to be drilling ten thousand meters at a minimum this year. We've got five point three million that we just raised in June. Eric Sprott is at one of our major shareholders. We're, we're actively working Newfoundland for a view to drill this next year, and we're looking good. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.